Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. downloading and listening to this show. Uh, to give you an idea of what it's all about, I've spent many years uh, working in advertising, and because of that, I know a lot of um, interesting folks uh, in the industry or in related fields. So I like to meet, drink, and uh, talk with them, and I record the conversations for you to enjoy. Today's episode is part one of my conversation with Sandy Cranny. Sandy and I met when she was a VP at Bailey Lowerman, and you know, I can only assume being a VP wasn't good enough because she started her own media consultant company. Uh, Seems like an extreme move to get that president title, but hey, you do what you gotta do, right? Anyway, Sandy and I have known each other for quite a while and actually have become pretty good friends outside of work. Uh, Maybe that's because she had a no friends policy at Bailey, or maybe I was just a dick no one wanted to hang out with. Who knows? Uh, What I do know is Ryan made delicious sidecars for this show, so join us in our booth at the back as we savor those cocktails. So, hey, yeah, all good content that I'll never use. <laughs> See right hold this is the time that uh this is the one time that it's content that yeah, I'm the one time that I'm not the one that edited up. <laughs> yeah. Sandy, welcome, welcome to well, the old bastard martini thank lunch. You. The old bastard martini lunch, or are you oh. talking about the cocktail? Yeah, but you could have to have get old bitches. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> mm. Old bastard eggs. Mm. Old bastard eggs. I like it. Mm. Old bastard eggs. Yeah, this is good. What are we having? Uh, um, alternate on the sidecar. So we are going uh, the two parts uh, cognac. No, oh, we use the cheap stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, uh, we, we use... I'm out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So, two parts cognac, mm-hmm. one part lemon juice, and one part, whereas in a sidecar we would use uh, Grand Marnier or um, Contreau, which is an orange cognac. We've switched it up. We've used Belle de Brillet, which is a pear cognac. Um, Belle de Brillet, and it is phenomenal. Um, even just pouring it in a glass and heating it up to about 85, 90 degrees. Okay, side note, how do you how do you heat yours? Uh, usually with, um, like, put a glass in hot water. Uh-huh. I'll heat it up that way. Okay. Like I, That's a pro don't, don't use the Don't use the microwave. No, 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 no. Don't, don't use the microwave to heat your alcohol. No. That would be a bad mm-hmm. Yeah, don't I'm do that. Yeah, so we stepped it up for you. Thanks. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll give it one more time. Yeah. Um, Sugar rim served up. Mm -hmm. People, it's delicious. There you go. People, all all of you, all all four listeners. Yes. All of Ryan's family. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sandy, 
We've uh, known each other for a while. A while. Mm -hmm. Let's see how long. Um, um, when was that? Two thousand four? I think it was like a little earlier than that. I freelanced there for a little while and then came on board full time. And that was I started there with um, Emeritus, but then full time with Allstate, and that's where Ooh, that's Allstate. where we worked together. Yeah. Long, long it, was. Hey, what a great experience. it was uh it was a good experience it was a good introduction to a lot of things i maybe heavily I'm, drinking mm. I, that too we learned to drink heavily and like tons yeah i love it i learned a lot from all state that's fine yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> audio only <laughs> <laughs> It was a great client because they had money, right? Yeah. And you know, so that there are a lot of a lot of clients who let you who want you to do great work but don't have the money for you to do great work. And Allstate always had test budgets, mm -hmm. and that was the thing I loved the most about them because they'd be the people who call me and say, "We want to try this, right? Pick a market for us to try this." And their test budget was probably more than most regular clients. Have. Yes. Yes, their test budget would be what some of my clients' annual budgets were. So, yeah, I learned a lot working with Allstate. It was a huge, huge opportunity. And Sorry, just a second. I, that was one of the things that I really liked about, you know, like, definitely a challenging client because of uh, the budget that they had. Because I know there were several occasions where um, it was communicated to us if we can't do this or you can't do this just let us know it's not a big deal it's not like the, it's not like the account was ever in jeopardy but it's tough to say no when you know there's a constant flow of money there yeah. as well when there's always money like you can't do this well sure you can there's... right <laughs> we'll find people to put in place to you know make that happen but i know that was that working with you was one of the things I really liked about Bailey was just you and your team, and that was, I felt like it, you, there was a real creative um, group that you had with you. Because when, you know, you, Allstate would say, hey, we've got this budget, we want to try this. I know you guys always came to the table with, guys, that sounds so, sorry. <laughs> that you always came to the table with, Ideas. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, with opportunities, like, you know, hey, we've already kind of looked into some things. Like, let's, tr here's, here's some opportunities for placement, or maybe if we tried this, or we tried this. So, mm -hmm. automatically, you came to the table with creative placement as opposed to, we just kind of picked up these spots for, for media. Do something yeah. with that. You came to us with like unique situations, which I always enjoyed. I thought the, the, the nice thing about that Allstate team was I felt like we were really collaborative, which, you know, all agencies talk about being collaborative. They always say we're collaborative and we work together and that's the way we come up with the best work. And the truth is that when you do that, you do come up with the best work, right. but very rarely is that really true. Right, right. Well, okay, maybe not very rarely, but rarely. Is that true? Because we would come into a room and say, here's the challenge, here's the opportunity, here are, here are the 16 things we could do. Which of these things can you fulfill? Which of these things do you think as a creative person will work best for the message? 
And I think that's why we won so many awards and did such See, great work for them. That sounds like an ideal media situation. Yeah, well... I, I just think that's the way that it should be done. You know, you walk in into a room with the, here are all the options for yep. this. Here's the target. Here's how they use media. Here's how they consume content, really. Not even media anymore. More where they where they go, where they're looking for things, how they like to receive information. And, and then to let the creative team say, I'll take this one and this one and this one and sort of pull off the shelf the, the three or four or five things that they think are going to work best with the messaging strategy. Rather than just walking in and going, here's how we're going to spend the X amount of media dollars. Yeah. Now, what are right, your right. It's yeah. not like here is we've got an assortment of digital ads, and then we're gonna buy these newsletter placements. It was, yeah. I remember in particular, like hey, we got a fucking building. What are you gonna do with that? You know, yeah. it's an entire building that's yeah. on the freeway. What are you gonna do with that? Or we've got all these placements in a mall. What are you gonna do with that? You know, so it was more than just a print ad or something. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of occasions where, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but the Allstate was the sponsor for... Blackhawks? Yes, the Blackhawks. Yeah. So they were the sponsor. Wait, say it fast. <laughs> <laughs> you say it fast. <laughs> the Blackhawks? Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, we did have to deliver... Specific and it's like we have this spot and this spot and this spot in cases like that. But we got rumor when we did searches. Yeah, that was so much fun. That was one of the most fun things that we've ever done because we got to do the the brand ambassador team and we did the wrapped bus and we did you know all kinds of ambient gorilla stuff around. You know, we built a. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it, and you, you know, you got to be talking to so many different kinds of people, um, which I, it, I, Jim Watson. Remember Jim Watson? Yeah, Jim Watson, great. He was the best. Yeah. Because he was a biker himself, yeah. and so you know, he would look at stuff and go, "Oh no, those guys up in Sturgis, they'll." Uh-huh, right. <laughs> They'll call you out on this one. And, yeah, so we just... And again, that's we, why we won so many industry awards and kept doing such great work for them, even though, as all clients are, they were occasionally paying the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are no. Are you going to have to edit uh, that out? I'm, no, but, no. I mean, I'm they, they know it. I don't think, <laughs> yeah. I don't think <laughs> any one of them would say, oh, that's unfair, Sandy. And that's just that that's the people are like they're people yeah, yeah just like any other and there are issues and they get in trouble and so then you get in trouble <laughs> yeah yeah I, that's how i came to bailey Lowerman in the first place in a roundabout way because i was working freelance at swanson on gateway computers mm -hmm. and it was an account that we got direction from uh Leo Burnett, yeah. So they're, you know, uh, directed by Leo Burnett. And I, there was a position that opened for a designer there. And I was just, I don't know, I want to move, try something else because I don't want to work for an account that's that's directed by Leo Burnett. And then mm -hmm. I came over to Bailey and I started on uh, Emeritus. And then Allstate did the pitch there and then got on board with that and then ended up in like the same spot, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, directed by Leo Burnett there. Sort of. 
I'm talking about like design. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. I, and some I of that brand stuff by then too. As we got further into that relationship, again, one of the things I liked the most about working on Allstate was because we were constantly working with, you know, ING and Leo Burnett and I think with the tapestry and right. that we worked with. Right. But it was like, you know, there were several occasions when somebody from Allstate would call me and say, can we do X? And I would say, I'm not sure. Let me find out and I'll get back to you. And then I'd get back to him and say, yeah, absolutely. We can do that. And, well, that's great because Starcom said no. Mm, right, right. Um, and you just, you know, kind of found out. I think, and correct me if, I, if you guys don't agree with this, but there's always a little bit of an inferiority complex when you're the Bailey Lowerman or the Swanson Russell or the whoever agent or somebody with, a, you know, the big names, the Leo Burnett's and, right, right. and the DDBs and so on, and you, and you get a little bit of the, I have to prove myself here. Well, we, had, we got a chance to do that and right. find out that... We know as much and usually more than they do, and I loved that. I loved, you know, sort of that validation of small agencies are small. That doesn't mean they're not talented. It doesn't yeah. mean they don't have the chops to do the work. I, I saw that a lot kind of working on those accounts, and I think um, they're really interested in sort of that really exciting broadcast media at, at that national level and I didn't see the same attention brought to you know a series of billboards or in the case of gateway sell sheets so mm -hmm. here's the templates we got from Leo Burnett and they sucked they were terrible and we'd have to clean them all up and then start to work on them and so that same attention to detail or or effort it didn't go through like every piece of the the work that they had whereas I feel like there was opportunity to like you said step in there and do really great work and yeah. show yeah we can we can do this as good if not better than they can yeah. I, our very first project for Allstate was an out of home project they had 60 markets that they were going to do out of home in and I'm relatively certain that the overdead had already taken a crack at this and not come up with anything that they liked and so they gave us this project and I still remember having these meetings and discussions with each one of the regions where we were putting in they would be like oh my god that's so brilliant right they loved it and that was you know that was our first real door opener there that was hundreds of billboards it was <laughs> yes, many, I know. Many months. Different <laughs> size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I resized a lot of uh, billboards. Yeah. But you know, trying to come up with things that were very specific. Yeah, relevant to those markets. Yeah. Because I think what Leo Burnett had come up with two different, two. Right messages. Kind of two messages. Mm -hmm. And yeah, most of the markets are like that's not relevant to us. Right. Right. Yeah, and we came up with. Literally 60 or more different messages that were some of them were specific only to one market, mm -hmm. and some that were, you know, this is relevant for two or three markets or five markets. And then it's split up into, yeah, like you said, various billboard sizes yep. for those markets. And mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was, that was a trial by fire, it was, it was good.
It was, yeah, it was great fun. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I used to love about painting and advertising was that was very, I mean, that was a pressure cooker kind of thing, but, you know, your team really came together and you all just sort of developed this camaraderie and all for one, one for all. That's, that's the best part of it. I don't think we even just kind of got into what you do now. We just said, hey, Sandy, welcome to the show. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing now? What am I doing yeah. now is freelance consulting for a bunch of different clients. So, you know, communications planning, marketing strategy, facilitation, whatever anybody wants, really. If I feel like I can do it. Sure. I... <laughs> I, I don't I don't attempt to or direct anything or write copy. Just so you know. <laughs> sure. Okay. Just offering consulting for building a marketing plan or how to yeah. reach certain audiences. Yeah. Audience profiles and what are the other communication strategy and what's kind of the average size of business that you're working with? I don't think I really have an average size. I have I work with uh, a couple of nonprofits that are super tiny, like Habitat for Humanity, which my daughter works for, and um, the Lincoln Community Foundation. And when I say tiny, I mean they're not tiny organizations, but they have tiny marketing. Right, right. And then I'm also doing work for um, Creighton University. They have a relatively large marketing budget and a regional footprint. And so. I've done some work for the state of Nebraska. Oh, okay. Yep. Are you primarily working with like their in-house design yep. teams then? In-house marketing teams. So it just depends on who it is, you know, who, who we're working with. Um, some of it's marketing directors, some of it's creative directors. Um, yeah, just totally depends. What about, you work with any other agencies here in town then? Um, I do some work with agents. I've done some work with Kid Glove, and oh, I'm doing some work with Kid Glove. Uh, I might be doing some more work with Bailey Lowerman. I don't know. Sure. Uh, I've talked to Swanson Russell. What's your, uh, what's your ideal, uh, what would you like to do? Like, if you're just kind of thinking towards 2018, what would be the sort of client that would be your ideal client that you like? I, I really like what I'm doing. I can't, there's nothing I don't like about what I'm doing. Um, I'm doing a little work with the manual health systems and I just, uh, it's, I feel really good about what I'm doing because I really feel like I'm helping people, you know, and that I'm giving them a level of um, Product that they haven't been used to getting from freelance talent. Right. I, you know, the, what I do isn't freelanceable as much as, uh, I mean, it just, this just sounds like I'm. Just put it out there. Topic. No, 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 I just, no. I, I think that um, a lot of people who do freelance communications planning, they don't have the tools that they should have, and maybe they don't have. Expertise, uh, experience. The well, the experience and or the most more recent experience or the drive, because you need to know so much to to stay on top of communications planning. You can't just coast along 
delivering the same thing over and over and over. Right, right. Because things change so rapidly. And, and most of the people that I work with now, at least at the beginning, when I would give them, here's your target audience profile, here's your media plan or communications plan, here's your reporting after the fact of what's this? Right. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, this is so much more information than I've ever had before. Um, you know, so I feel like a lot of people don't have, provide the same level of accountability. And I, this is the soapbox I get up on occasionally. Okay, by all means, here, I, we'll move a few things aside. <laughs> yeah, would you give you some room like here? Get up on the sofa yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I might need some help. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's really important that you be committed to doing this, and that, and people spend a lot of money. I mean, it may be seem like a small amount when you're used to spending millions of dollars, but. Most of the people that I work with, this is the majority of what they spend. This is the majority of their dollars. They need it to work. Right. They need somebody to give a rat's ass mm -hmm. about what's done with that money and to provide them with some direction after the fact instead of just wash, rinse, repeat. Right. And I, when I was uh, media director at Haley Lowerman, I... That's what I always told the people in the media department. You're accountable for this. I don't care if the client does or doesn't know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Pay attention to it. Do it right. Follow up. Provide the stewardship. Really, you know, care about what you're doing, I guess. That's right. basically the, the point. And provide the client with the value for the money that they invest. Just because they don't know if it does or doesn't work, or did or didn't do what it was supposed to, you do. Right, 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 right. Right. Yeah, I I agree entirely. Like I said, that and that was evident to me just in the time that I was there. Just that you had a good, committed team to you know producing good work. Give a crap, people. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a boss a long, long, long time ago whose name I won't mention now. Who's I said, oh my gosh, here's this thing that we could be doing. And she said, well, but why? I said, but, well, because everything we do will be this much better if we do this. And she said, if clients are happy with what we're doing now, why, uh, why rock the boat? Right. Well, that's our job to rock the boat. Right. That's why right. people come to agencies or to people who are professionals, because they expect us to know more than they know. Right. To give them direction, to give them good guidance. Yeah. So Sandy, we're gonna get a refill. Yeah. And then oh, we'll. Yeah. Uh, that means you have to chug that. Yeah. 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 And then we'll come back and uh, hear some of your history. You can walk us through your journey. History. My history. Yeah, we're doing it backwards this time. Okay. We just kind of jumped into some topics, and then we'll. Uh, Maybe we'll right. talk about some kickboxing too. Oh, kickboxing. Yeah. I can talk about that. You want to do sure. that? I'm ready. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, you need to warm up a little bit. No. Maybe. I might need to warm up a little bit here. I probably loosened up more than I should. <laughs> Sandy and I started a little bit early to, yeah. today. I've had, I've had two, two margaritas in. Yeah. I've had two margaritas. All right. I know I'm not at the same level, but I've Good. All right. Let's do it. All right. Refill. Thank you, Sandy Cranny. I always feel weird saying that. 
I don't know. Uh, one of the things I really enjoy about this show is hearing more about facets of the industry that I'm only vaguely familiar with. Um, it really uh, gives me greater appreciation for uh, for everyone's efforts on the creative team. And yes, I include the media department as part of the creative team. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe on iTunes. I've got more great guests lined up. Uh, you can also uh, rate and review the show or download previous episodes. There's a lot of good stuff on there. You can follow the show on Twitter at Bastard Martini, or you can visit the website. It's oldbastardmartinilunch.com. So until the next time, have another martini. I know I will.